Hello, and welcome to the Spice Cast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two very special guests. Guest number one, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lane. Uh, my fun fact of the day is that I didn't really start cooking for myself until quarantine. Oh, so that's been like, what, three or four months now? Yeah, I really went from zero to hero on this one. So this should be interesting. Awesome. And guest number two, who are you? Hi, I'm Sophie. Um, my fun fact is that I live in a six-person group house, so I only have a small drawer to put all my food in in the refrigerator. So I'm not doing a lot of quarantine cooking. <laughs> well, in, in any of your quarantine cooking, have either of you by any chance used garlic? In every yes. meal that I have made. <laughs> Big fans out there? Big fans. <laughs> Big fans. Currently out, currently struggling. Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag then. Uh, this is episode 10 of the Spice Cast, and this episode we're going to be focusing on garlic. Um, a, a quick note before we start garlic, yes, it's technically a vegetable. Um, and so you might think, why are we featuring garlic on the Spice Cast? Uh, but most people use it as a spice uh, or in the same way that they use spices for flavoring. Um, and it is part of a plant that is not the leaf. So. You know, it's it's an honorary spice, uh, and so we're we're gonna feature it here anyway. Even though, it, in the most technical of terms, it's a vegetable rather than a spice. We like it anyway. Sorry, does that Sorry. mean that uh, you uh, you can start counting all your meals that have garlic in them as having a vegetable? Is that like a get out of jail free card we can all use now? You know, I know the U.S. nutritional system um, counts ketchup as a vegetable in some cases, <laughs> okay. but I don't think they count garlic. That is a sham. Yeah. I you ever heard of those schools that have, like, um, pizza as a vegetable? Yeah. Of the yes. sauce? yeah. I'm pretty sure my high school was that way. That explains so much about you, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I packed a lunch. I was a good student. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't think garlic counts as a vegetable um, on the U.S. Nutrition Guide, but, you know, if somebody asks whether you're eating your vegetables, I, I think you could reasonably say that garlic is one of them. Great news. So uh, when you've been cooking with garlic, uh, perhaps lately or any time throughout your life, uh, what are some of the, your favorite uses for it? I mean, it's kind of my go-to, right? Like, I if, I if I'm making something without a recipe, I add a bunch of garlic because it can't hurt it. And uh, when I'm making things with recipes, I uh, I usually double the amount that um, that <laughs> the recipe suggests that I put in there. Um, so any any that come to mind? Any recipes or non-recipe dishes that come to mind? How about I tell you instead that I want to make that forty garlic chicken? that I see all over the internet and I have yet to, to tackle it, but maybe this podcast will uh, inspire me. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Can you describe it? Yeah, it's, you know, they take like 40 whole cloves of garlic and basically like sweat them down a little bit and cook them in chicken stock and it infuses the chicken stock with like this taste of garlic and then you basically cook chicken and vegetables in it so that as opposed to like, you know, cutting up a measly couple of cloves you have this like very strong um flavor and i think because you braise the garlic it like takes some of that like bite out of it 
Mm. Sounds great. How about you, Sophie? Any favorite uses to speak well, of? Yes, I eat a ton of pasta, and so I try and incorporate everything else that I'm eating kind of into my pasta dish. So the garlic is usually used in sauce. Um, I actually add it to the Alfredo sometimes. I'll add it to the pesto. Um, it's actually good just in olive oil um, with pepper and pasta. That's a mm -hmm. fan favorite. Um, and garlic bread, I would say. We've made that before. Put a little butter and some bread and a little bit of garlic and toss Love it. Love a good garlic bread. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I agree with both of you. I, I use garlic in pretty much everything I make. Um, pretty much all the savory cooking that I do includes garlic. It's just such a, a great way to start off with onions and garlic, um, the base of a dish. There's one uh, dish that I really wanted to, or not a dish, I guess, but a sauce that I really wanted to mention called tomb. Have either of you ever had it? I have not. Nope. It's a sauce made with um, garlic and oil, uh, I think almost exclusively. And it's sort of like emulsified into this creamy um, paste. And it is uh, popular in a few countries or traditionally made in a few countries in the Middle East, including Lebanon. It is really, really good. I would highly recommend trying some tomb if you ever get a chance to what do you eat it with uh i think it's really good with meat um especially like a kebab or something similar to that Ooh. um nice. and you know you can sort of like spread it on your pita perhaps um with some meat that's the way i've had it so far really good though very garlicky <laughs> perfect so yeah perfect exactly so, um, do either of you know what is garlic? I picture it kind of like an onion growing in the ground. Yeah. I don't know if so that's right, though. <laughs> that, that is indeed right. Um, garlic is uh, known as allium sativum in Latin. And like I said, it's a vegetable, and it's in the onion family. Okay. Um, the bulb is the primary part of the garlic plant that is eaten, but the stem or scape is also edible, as are other parts of the plant, including the, the flowers um, and the leaves. I think, Lane, you had something to say about garlic scapes, possibly? Yeah, not a ton. We got them, uh, my sister used to have like a CSA basket, and we got garlic scapes as one of the vegetables to like do something with, and we had never interacted with them before, and we basically just sauteed them in brown butter, and it was delicious. It's kind of like eating yeah. like, a, like a scallion type of a dish, um, but they just have less of a bite to them than like a raw garlic would have. They are really, really good. So I have yet to interact with them again, but I think they're extremely underrated. Yeah, I, I really like garlic scapes. They're such a good, like, fresh spring ingredient. Love using them. So um, the, the main classification uh, between different types of garlic is between hardneck garlic, which is generally grown in cooler climates and produces larger cloves, and softneck garlic, which is generally grown in warmer climates and produces smaller cloves in like big, bigger clumps of cloves. 
Um, however, within those two categories, there are hundreds of varieties of garlic, including porcelain garlic, rocambole garlic, purple stripe garlic, artichoke garlic, silver skin garlic, and creole garlic, among many others. Like I said, there are um, hundreds of varieties. I, um, I didn't actually know that, and I didn't know that all of those were the same species, uh, but it's, I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Have you ever come across a recipe that calls for like specific types of garlic or like are specific types of garlic used in different types of cooking? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it has a lot to do with um, where they're locally found. Uh, so I know a lot of recipes that I've seen or a few recipes that I've seen uh, in places that grow like early spring garlic call for green garlic which is sort of like the, the, the fresh garlic that you might pull out of the ground. And so the skin isn't dry yet, uh, and the flavor is perhaps not quite as sharp. Um, but, you know, most recipes are just are pretty nonspecific about the type of garlic that, that I've seen anyway. Yeah, that's cool. And I don't actually even know what uh, all of those types of garlic look like. I mean, I know purple striped garlic has purple stripes on it, but other than that, not too familiar. Um, there is also a different species, uh, not Allium sativum, but also in the Allium family, and it's known as elephant garlic, um, and that has larger cloves and a less strong flavor than standard garlic. Um, it's actually in the same sort of like subfamily as the leek, uh, but it, yeah, it's, I just thought that was also interesting and not something I had ever heard of before. That's awesome. I had no idea. Another, yeah, so much, so much garlic botanical <laughs> knowledge. Uh, a- another fun fact is that almost all garlic in the world is propagated by planting individual cloves in the ground rather than by sexual reproduction. So that that's a pretty interesting one. Like most of it is hand um, hand propagated. Wow, that's probably true for a lot of the foods we eat, right? Um, I am not sure. Not a botanist over here, <laughs> but could have fooled me. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just I, I wouldn't expect you to have to plant an entire clove of garlic to grow a new head. Like right, like wouldn't right. you expect that you just plant a seed or something? Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't expect them that. to have like survived that long if that's the way that they have to be propagated right like yeah yeah i mean yeah. there is wild garlic but there's some questions about what the original um species of garlic was because there it's been around for so long and it's morphed into so many different things over the years um but you know at least now most commercially produced garlic is is produced that way and while it is growing, while the garlic is growing, um, the scapes uh, or the, the stem of the plant are removed so that all of the energy that the garlic gathers um, can be focused into its bulb growth. And that allows it to produce larger cloves uh, that are more marketable uh, for like export and for just like sale in all regions of the world. Hmm. Garlic is also known for being much more 
potent in flavor than other members of the onion family. And this actually keeps many animals from eating the plant, including birds, insects, and worms. So that's a kind of interesting one if you're struggling with um, pests. Um, some people recommend that you uh, like chop up garlic or crush garlic and put it around your uh, your plants. Good to know. Keeps the vampires away too, right? Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll get into that a little oh, later. But, okay. <laughs> but yes, no vampires in your garlic patch. Um, <laughs> Garlic is also used in uh, many dishes, like we've talked about, in nearly every region of the world. It does, like, unlike many spices, it doesn't have a a predominant usage pattern in particular countries. It's just sort of like everywhere. And we've talked about some of the highlights um, or some some of our favorites, but I just wanted to point to a couple more. Um, so. I assume both of you have heard of aioli. Mm -hmm. Yes. So aioli is a sauce traditionally made from only garlic and olive oil, and that's actually what the name means. I is um, garlic in Italian, and oli is oil. So it basically just means garlic oil, and that was a traditional condiment in Italy. Huh. I always thought it was like a cream-based thing now. Yeah, like yeah mayo, I think I think mayo. a lot of people have it yeah as garlic mayo now uh, which I mean it's basically just oil egg and garlic right, right. And a little bit of salt yeah. um, but I, I yeah that that was interesting to me that the, traditionally it was just made from garlic and olive oil and you sort of just like crush it together and get a sauce out of it um, the the type of fish sauce that's often used for dipping in Southeast Asia also in, often includes garlic. That's um, pretty much it's a pretty key ingredient uh, for for that culture as well. And I think Sophie, you were mentioning spaghetti aglio e olio, right? Like the garlic and oil pasta yes that's a favorite and that that is a favorite and i think it was made even more famous by the have either of you seen the movie chef i have not nope the uh, 2014 movie so there's this scene in chef where uh john favreau the main character is cooking that dish for scarlett johansson and it is the most seductive scene of cooking pasta that you will ever see in, in <laughs> film media. It is just, it's just an excellent piece of cinema. Gotta look it up. Yeah. You know what I'll, I'm watching tonight. A, <laughs> it's, it's a good movie, actually. Um, or I, I enjoyed it anyway. All about a chef that starts up a food truck. He's like a fancy chef, and then he goes kind of goes rogue and st starts this very informal business. Sounds it sounds great. It sounds like a movie I would love. But I mean, if you can attract Scarlett Johansson with your pasta, you're doing pretty well, right? Oh, absolutely, award-winning dish. Yeah. 
Um, average consumption of garlic across the world is estimated to be, you want, you want to guess, either of you? Per person? Or like per person per year. In cloves or like pounds? In cloves or in pounds. Ooh, okay. Um, oh, wow. For all the people. Let's say five cloves per person. Per year? Yes. That's it? Yes, because not everyone eats garlic, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, how about you, Lane? I'm going to go higher. Guess? I'm going to say, like, 40. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the average consumption of garlic, according to mental floss, is estimated to be around 300 cloves per person per year. Oh, my God. All right, I added zero onto mine, and I was close. <laughs> which, which is approximately... Two imperial pounds, two U.S. pounds, which is crazy. Is probably more than I eat per year. <laughs> that's probably on track for me. I, I'm just thinking about it. That's like nearly a clove per day. It's, wow, it's kind of nuts. That sounds that sounds roughly right. I guess. <laughs> um, garlic is often used fresh but it can also be dehydrated and ground into garlic powder, um, which is perhaps a, a better type of garlic for storage and perhaps more accessible for, for some of the world who may not have access to fresh garlic all the time. So with that, I think we are going to move into the history of garlic. So the history of garlic. Do either of you know where the word garlic comes from? I don't even no. want to guess. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. So the, the word garlic comes from the Old English gar, meaning spear, and leek, meaning leek, leek or lock, um, depending on which source you use. But either of those is meaning leek. Um, because of its similarity in taste to a leek and its spear-shaped stem. So that, that's the scape. Um, garlic is probably native to the Middle East, but the ex like I said earlier, the exact wild ancestor is unknown, so they've been unable to trace it um, exactly. And it's been cultivated in that area in Mesopotamia since at least 2000 BCE, so that's what, like 4,000, over 4,000 years ago. And it's been used in China and Egypt for nearly as long. So garlic has a, a long and storied history. In terms of Egyptian history of garlic, um, it was found in the tomb of King Tut, who was buried more than 3,300 years ago. So at that time, it was uh, already valued very highly in Egypt and included in the in the funeral rites of you know kings. Yeah, wasn't it like a kind of like a currency or, or something like that? Like it was, or like could be used as like a value, right? Yeah, I read that, and and that's not like incredibly uncommon for spices, but um, apparently in ancient Egypt it was used. Uh, as some part of your wages uh, in some places, um, and it was considered 
to boost the strength of the worker. So sometimes it was given to workers who needed to do like difficult tasks. Very cool. And from there, it spread to ancient Greece, ancient Rome, and Africa. Um, and from there to the rest of the world. And actually, um, it's, it's been used for spiritual and religious purposes, as well as culinary ones for hundreds of years. Um, some European cultures consider it a white magic force. Uh, and like we said, uh, can ward off demons, vampires, werewolves, depending on which legend you're talking about. Um, interestingly, it's also used in Korean mythology and in the Persian New Year's tradition. So lots of religious and cultural uh, practices having to do with garlic. That's really cool. I mean, is it like the health properties? Is that why they assume that all that that garlic is found is like not just a spice but as like a religious or like currency symbol for millennia yeah um i i don't know if they know exactly why um but a lot of the at least the european myths around vampires um they they often talk about the antimicrobial and antifungal um properties of garlic and so if vampires touched it, it would like, because they're dead, it would like kill their bacteria that are living in them. And some people think that's where the, the rumors that it could kill vampires started. Sounds like solid science. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it would fly today for sure. <laughs> so in the modern day, China produces almost 80% of the world's garlic which is crazy. Um, the only other country that is above 1% of the world's production is India at about 5%. And um, there has been some controversy about China's garlic production. I just wanted to bring it up quickly. It's not the nicest of topics, but um, it seems that some of the laborers in China's garlic production are prisoners and are being subjected to like really, really terrible working conditions. Um, so if you are able to buy local garlic or garlic that you can tell is not sourced from China, um, I mean, if you're able to do so, probably that's a good thing to support. Yeah, definitely. I had no idea. Yeah, I also didn't. Um, it, and some of the stories about uh, labor camps were pretty horrifying. So definitely not something... I would personally want to support. Yeah, shop local kids. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the SpiceCast is sponsored by Protein. Do any of these situations happen to you? Oh geez, I'm getting too many chores done. Ah darn, no one has crashed my car recently. Aw man, I have way too many snacks in my kitchen. It's been such a chore to have all these unbroken windows around my house. Wow, I can't believe nobody's raided my liquor cabinet while I'm out in the entire last year. 
If these sound familiar, you may need a protein. Proteins will fix all of these problems and more. They'll loiter outside your shop and drive away paying customers, hog the bathroom when you're trying to get ready for work, and even invite other proteins over for loud and obnoxious parties. It's the ultimate way to make sure your residence is smellier, sassier, and less productive than ever before. Have either of you uh, tried protein? Yeah, they were great. You know, I, I was getting too productive. My boss was really catching on and all my old excuses weren't working. So they really helped me out when I was in the pinch. How about you, Sophie? Do you have any experience with protein? Ah, uh, yes. We just hired them last week. Um, we didn't think our house was messy enough with all six of us. Um, we thought there could be a few more layers of dirt on the floor and a few more doors left unlocked. So. And now? Yes, we have wide open doors all the time. Our water bill is $400 a month. Um, I really recommend them. Awesome. Highly. Yes. Glad to get such high praise from both of you. Thank you to Protein for being a proud sponsor of the SpiceCast. And now, back to the show. So let's talk a little bit about the medicinal uses for garlic. In traditional medicine, garlic was often considered a cure-all with use in treatments for ailments as wide and varied as arthritis, snake bites, insect bites, chronic cough, and many others. Um, More recently, garlic was also used in the treatment of smallpox and as an antiseptic to prevent gangrene during both world wars. In the modern era, it's used as a dietary supplement for treating high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Um, And there is some fairly weak evidence to support this treatment or sort of the health benefits of garlic in those ways. Um, But, you know, dietary supplements are probably not going to hurt you, um, especially when they're garlic based. Great. So garlic counts as a vegetable. It counts as a medicine. It just, it does it all. I've been so much healthier than I, than I ever thought I was. It's got everything. (laughs) It's the, what, what do they say? The triple threat? Yeah. The the super spice. Vegetable, spice, and medicine. Hat trick. Um, (laughs) There is widespread belief that garlic helps cure the common cold. Um, But this is generally unsubstantiated by any research. Uh, However, a lot of people still will just eat raw garlic when they have a cold. Um, And, you know, if it works for you, who am I to say that research doesn't support it? I don't know that I've ever had a cold bad enough to warrant eating raw garlic. (laughs) So there's a lot of ongoing research on various medical benefits of garlic, um, but all of them are in fairly early stages or haven't really been able to prove much yet. Um, So there's perhaps some uh, benefit to garlic in reducing blood pressure. There are uh, perhaps decreased rates of stomach and prostate cancer with people who eat garlic regularly. Um, But 
and so it's certainly not going to hurt you to eat more garlic uh, to a reasonable degree, um, but we don't yet know perhaps all the medical benefits that might one day be known about uh, garlic consumption. However, there is one fairly well-studied area of garlic in medicine, and it is using garlic as an acne treatment. Have either of you ever heard of this? No. No. Heard of so, like the peanut or the toothpaste trick, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, so there is this widespread belief that putting raw garlic on your acne will help clear it up quickly. And there are people who have um, said that it did wonders for their acne and really like endorse it highly. However, there have also been reports of serious burns from some of the chemicals in garlic from people doing this. Oh, wow. um, so the spice cast would not recommend that people put raw garlic anywhere on or in their person except for in their mouth <laughs> if they would like to i mean i understand risk it for the biscuit but honestly why <laughs> who would do that yeah i don't know so apparently some of the compounds inside garlic when it's crushed or cut um, can be like sort of harmful they're, they're sort of sulfurous compounds and they can be harmful to the to the skin etc yeah hard pass yeah not not my favorite acne treatment <laughs> so on that lovely note let's move into the pop culture and fun facts about garlic Alright, so let's get started with a little bit of pop culture, garlic pop culture. Garlic is perhaps most famous in pop culture, as we've mentioned a couple of times, for keeping vampires away. And most famously, um, Professor Abraham Van Helsing in the 1897 novel Dracula, uh, there's a woman who comes to him and is she complains of losing blood every night and he prescribes her garlic to eat. He also makes a necklace out of garlic flowers for her, and he hangs garlic around her room. Um, and this is supposedly to prevent a vampire from sucking her blood. Mm. However, it doesn't work, and she becomes a vampire, and then she's a he, I think she, I think he kills her, and then and cuts off her head and then stuffs garlic into her mouth so it's it's a fairly uh, <laughs> gruesome tale um but but that is perhaps the most famous uh instance of garlic in pop culture do either of you have any fun vampire stories around garlic vampire stories no or, i or totally me forgot media... that part of the book <laughs> or media media that you've consumed involving garlic and vampires. I mean, I just I just watched um, the show What We Do in the Shadows, which is a pretty uh, excellent representation, I would say, of garlic uh, vampires oh. in modern society. I don't know if either of you have seen that movie or that show. No, I've heard good things though. The last vampire it's... show I watched was True Blood, so no. <laughs> True Blood doesn't have 
garlic in it? Uh, not that I recall. I don't think garlic was sexy enough for True Blood, so they <laughs> yeah. cut that part of the myth out. The other thing is like Twilight vampires um, are not are not sensitive to garlic. Again, um, not they, sexy enough. Yeah, they have removed that part from the the vampire myth. Yeah, so like we said earlier, um, or like I said earlier, the belief that garlic wards off vampires is probably rooted in the antibacterial and antifungal properties of garlic. Um, But garlic is also famous for something else, and that is for giving people bad breath and bad body odor. Um, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Do you have a, a... any stories about that or <laughs> about just, a story ju- just what you were thinking i think garlic breath is kind of overrated in terms of bad breaths i think it doesn't deserve to be where it is on the rankings <laughs> where does it deserve to be i mean it's definitely bad but i don't think it deserves one of the top spots maybe like a yeah. mid-tier bad there is uh, one piece of like classic children's literature and film that I'm sure both of you know that includes garlic. Do either of you know which one I'm talking about? No. So you know the song in How the Grinch Stro- How the Grinch Stole Christmas called "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch." Yes, I know that. Um, in that song, the Grinch has garlic in his soul. That's one of the lines. Yeah. And, so, and so I guess the sort of illusion is that he smells bad all the way to the inside or something, like uh, through and through. Yeah. I don't know. Rotten to the core. And like yeah. acidic or like like sharp to the core too. Yeah, but like having garlic in your soul, I, I think that could be described as a compliment. I mean... I don't know. I don't know what kind of compliments you're getting, Ruben, but <laughs> definitely not my top ten. Hey, I make a spice podcast. If I get spice-related compliments, I'm happy. All right, good to know. I'll start thinking of some spice compliments for the next time I see you. Um, garlic is also extremely popular in rap lyrics. I don't know if either of you knew this. Mm-mm. But... Garlic has been used by the likes of Public Enemy in their song Cold Lampin' with Flavor, Lil Wayne in his song Fly Away, Travis Scott in his song Apple Pie, 2 Chains in the song Crack, and Wiz Khalifa in the song The Rockers. And there are many, many other uh, references to garlic in rap lyrics. Those were just a few that I pulled out. I'm slightly nervous for a song that's called Apple Pie that mentions garlic, I think. (laughs) I think there are a lot of I, I think there are a lot of food references in it. I don't think it, he's listing just ingredients for his favorite apple pie. I mean, you Although, never know. If Travis Scott likes garlic in his apple pie, um, you know, more power to him. Yeah, really. Secret ingredient. <laughs> and if anyone has um, examples of their favorite media. Uh, or song lyrics that contain garlic, especially rap lyrics. We love hearing about cool rap lyrics on the Spice Cast. Uh, if anybody has examples of those, please feel free to email us at podcast at thespicecast.com. 
we'd love to hear your thoughts. So moving away from music and into movies, um, there was a 2017 mafia comedy movie that was called Garlic and Gunpowder. I believe it came out in the UK. Either of you heard of that one? No. No. It is highly not recommended by (laughs) people on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. It got generally terrible reviews, so I I, I can't say I'm going to watch it. That's all the more reason to watch it. (laughs) Well, you let me know how it is. Of course. Um, I don't know if either of you were Dragon Ball Z fans in in your youth or today. I dabbled. Did you ever come across the Dragon Ball Z enemy called Garlic Jr.? No. No. There were a lot of juniors in that show. I don't think so. Well... I don't really know much about him, but um, he's apparently one of the minor enemies in the show, uh, who's featured a couple of times. And in the Dragon Ball Z lore, there's this whole story about how his father was named Garlic, and he's actually like the reincarnation of his father. So he's technically still just Garlic, but they call him Garlic Jr. because he he was killed and then like reborn. I don't know. Weird stuff. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that fits the that fits the lore, I'm sure. Yeah. So here have either of you ever been to a garlic festival? No. Um, I think Richmond used to have them. I don't yeah. know if I ever went. They had all Definitely sorts of festivals. I don't think I've been. Anyway, garlic festivals have become increasingly popular in locations around the world. Um, I didn't find the one in Richmond, but I did find one that's local to the Washington, D.C. area in Tacoma Park, Maryland. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. And then the, the largest garlic festival in the world is in Gilroy, California. Um, and you might have heard of that one last year, 2019, because there was a tragic and fatal shooting there um, during the festival. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there are also big garlic festivals in Toronto, Cleveland, and the Isle of Wight in the UK, among uh, many others. Other fun facts. In the US, National Garlic Day is celebrated on April 19th, so if, if you're looking for an excuse to eat more garlic in April definitely give that a shot. Um, In terms of places, um, there's a small island in Wisconsin near Oshkosh or in Oshkosh known as Garlic Island and during the War of 1812 they housed a British encampment there, a British military encampment. Wait, but why is it called Garlic Island? It is unknown why it is called Garlic Island. At least unknown to me. <laughs> so unknown to all of mankind, then. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, if anybody knows why it's called Garlic Island or, or can give us any of the history of it, uh, again, please write to us at podcast at thespicecast.com. We'd love to hear your facts. Uh, another fun fact, do either of you know when the World War of 1812 ended? No. I feel like that's a trick question, so I'm going to go with no. <laughs> it I ended in 18... 
It ended in 1815. Okay. It's just such a silly <laughs> name for a war. It lasted for like three years. I knew it couldn't be as easy as 1812. Mm. Really should have paid attention it's, in history class. It started in 1812. So, I mean, you, you did have one of the dates, right? Just that struck me as weird when I was looking things up. Did they eat garlic during the War of 1812? I mean, they were housed on Garlic Island in Wisconsin. Of course they did. I would imagine okay. that people were eating garlic okay. in 1812, yeah. Um, there's a creek in Texas known as Garlic Creek. This is a this is a really fun one. It's a tributary to Onion Creek. Uh, so that's, that's some really cute naming that they did there. Oh my god, and... Texas. <laughs> <laughs> And then both of those creeks are tributaries to the mighty Colorado River. <laughs> I, I don't understand how those three things are related, but, but sure. I mean, you understand how garlic and onions are related. Right, it's They're just that last family. one that's, you know, kind of a sharp left turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other war news, not War of 1812, but... Um, World War II, there was a British Royal Air Force military uh, attack known as Operation Garlic. I don't know why it was known as Operation Garlic. I think they were probably just running out of cool-sounding names for their missions, but um, that one happened to go like really wrong, and they, so they were flying over this canal in Germany and trying to drop bombs on it and like most of the bombs missed the targets and like a lot of the planes were shot down it was a pretty much a disaster operation garlic was not featured in band of brothers so i know nothing about it i think we should make our own operation garlic and make it better than trying to kill people yeah i think the name's up for grabs yeah yeah definitely it's a pretty cool name yeah yeah definitely and the final fun fact that I have um, is that there is a toad that's known as the garlic toad, and it emits a noxious secretion that smells like garlic when wow. it is alarmed. Does it eat garlic to create this smell? It does not. It just has a chemical inside of it that's sulfur-based. Okay. Um, and some of the chemicals inside of garlic are also sulfur-based. And so uh, when it secretes this like, <laughs> noxious fume, it smells like garlic, apparently. I mean, yeah, that's smart. Like, if predators won't eat garlic because of the smell, they won't eat the toad either, right? Yeah. May we all be as uh, well-protected as the garlic toad. <laughs> <laughs> One can only dream. I think we'd have to eat a lot more garlic to have that kind of a smell, though. I mean, I'm up for the challenge. I'm alone in my apartment. It's quarantine. You know, live your dreams. Yeah. Yep. Eat your garlic. <laughs> live your dreams. Eat your garlic. New poster that's, coming soon. That's the that's the motto of this episode. <laughs> All right. So do either of you have any um, other things about garlic that you want to talk about or mention before we end the episode? I have a question for you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, so there's dried garlic and there's um, like fresh garlic. What's your thought of that intermediary, the like jar of sliced garlic? Where does that land in your, in your power rankings? 
Or like you mean the like minced garlic? Also, yeah. they have jars of minced garlic. Yeah. In my experience, that's been lower quality and not as much flavor, but for pure convenience sake, I totally understand using it. I mean, that's if if you, especially if you're like not wanting to practice your knife skills. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a super easy way of getting garlic, right? Yeah, and you can use you can use a lot of it. Yeah, I mean that's where my uh, my just being able to double the amount of garlic in the recipe comes from is uh, my sheer unwillingness to dice garlic. Yeah, I don't know. I I always fresh mince garlic, but I also enjoy chopping things. You also are a superior I, human. Uh, no, I disagree <laughs> with that. Um, so, I guess one other question I have is. How do you feel about pickled garlic? I, I think pickled garlic is a big condiment um, in Chinese culture and somewhat also in Japanese culture as well. Do either of you have I don't think I've feelings had it. about that? I don't think I've, I've had pickled never garlic. Had it. Yeah. So it's just like whole cloves of pickled garlic. I mean, I'm down to try it. Yeah. It, it apparently mellows it out a lot. I've had, like, a baked clove of garlic, and that's good. That mellows it some. Yeah. How about roasted garlic? Do either of you like roasted garlic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm such a weirdo. I do not enjoy roasted garlic. I don't know why. Like, I I like everything about it except for the taste. I I like the idea a lot. I just can't. I, I don't know why. I guess I just need to try it more times. I take back my superior human comment. We're back on the same plane. <laughs> no, roasted garlic is great. It's just a time suck. And also, as I've revealed, I use the jar garlic because I'm lazy. And my knives are from Amazon. So, um, I really yeah, I, I really enjoy preparing garlic. I think like the peeling is super fun. And once you just have to squeeze it to get all the little layers off and then oh my favorite part is when you cut it down the middle and get out the middle part that's like not as good (laughs) and then you dice it up really nice i just think garlic preparation's fun so i don't know if i was just buying low quality garlic in college but i remember when i would cut it i would wash my hands like right after and it would still smell for like two to three days oh, oh wow. yeah either of you ever experienced that i, I assume it's days. like if it's less fresh that's what i always assumed is that if it was like less fresh garlic or if like you break a couple cloves off a head and then you go back to it in a couple days that was why it did that yeah but the weird thing is i, I do that now and i don't have the same experience hmm. i definitely do mm-hmm. maybe yeah. i'm just buying inferior garlic god <laughs> making me reevaluate my whole life that well is... i mean there there is that thing about chinese garlic that i learned during this episode so you know it's a learning experience that's true garlic's actually pretty cheap compared to some things yeah it's, very ex- it's a very it's accessible cheap, spice yeah. or vegetable i guess but you have to make sure you're vegetable buying it from the right places yeah i just got like the 90 cents ones from safeway get your Farmer's market garlic. Your ethically sourced I somet- garlic. 
I sometimes get um, green garlic in my CSA box, and that is very good. All right, well, do either of you have any other things you want to add? I don't think so. No, this was fun. Yeah. Well, thank you both very much for being on. Thank you, Lane. Thank you, Sophie. Um, It was a real pleasure, and I hope... uh, post-COVID, we'll be able to do a sort of additional episode where we taste different types of garlic and different um, preparations of garlic all together in person. I'd be very down for that. Yeah, Absolutely. Count me in. 2021. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) 2021 slash whenever there's a vaccine, we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 2021 to 2029. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you all for listening to this episode. Um, And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, the email is one I said before, podcast at thespicecast.com. Feel free to reach out to us with any questions, concerns, or comments you have about garlic or any of the other spices that we've talked about here on the SpiceCast. Um, With episode 10, I've been your host, Ruben. And uh, thank you all for being here. We're out. But I do, I, I do like, I, I have a nice knife and I enjoy using it. That sounds really bad. But. <laughs> mm. Sexy. Um, yeah, no, I got my knife. Oh, is that, is that what you got out of that? Yeah, of course. Is that what you got out of that? Of course. Okay. You got to add the in bed to anything that anyone feels awkward about in your head. Come on. We're playing by middle um, school rules. Yeah.